Welcome to the Weekly Workplace, where professionals come to find insights and inspiration for success. Hosted by the Missouri Training Institute, this is the Weekly Workplace. Welcome to the Weekly Workplace, where professionals come to find insights and inspiration for success. With you today, Missouri Training Institute. Good morning, Dewey and Ray. Good morning. Hello, hello. Hello. How is everybody? Oh, it's a good day. It is a good day. I almost said it's a good day here on Sesame Street. That's what you know. (laughs) You were momming right there. Yeah. 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 It sure is a hot one out there right now, but, um, and and that's causing me a little bit of pain. But other than that, you know, doing well. You like hot. I do, I do, but it's extremely extremely hot today. Yeah. Plants the, might not do so well. Yes. Yes. I've been They're watering. stressed. They are stressed. <laughs> well, stressed. it just so happens, you two, that's our topic for today. All right. Talking a little bit about stress in the environment, in our workplaces, in our home life, and the environment in general. And uh, where this idea came from, uh, in the most recent Gallup State of the Workforce report that came out, it said that 50% of the U.S. and Canada, which is regional, they're, they're, were combined in that regional report, uh, but they reported feeling stressed out a lot of the day. So 50%. All right. Ranking just second behind East Asia. We are the second highest stressed region in the globe. And I thought that was interesting. So I'm curious, how have you all felt so far this year? Well, you, you say that and it doesn't surprise me. Right. <laughs> well, I just think about everything that's going on right now. Um, um, you know, we I think about everything just in at my world of work and everything that's changed. You know, this year we've got new projects that we've done. We came off a pandemic and had to completely change how we do our business. Um, there's been a lot of new things come along. A lot of new employees uh, are now being brought in. Did you notice that? They've been doing a lot of hiring. Um, Mm. um, And then they, you know, at first they had a lot of firing, you know, (laughs) getting rid of folks uh, during the pandemic. And now I'm starting to see, um, and and all that's just can be, you know, pretty stressful. I don't know. How do you all feel about it? Yeah. You know, change is stressful. I think for people, um, whether it's little change or big change, I think that can bring on a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. I think for the first time in my 30 some odd years of life, uh, I have felt less stressed this year. Really? Um, and I only say that because I felt a high level of stress during the pandemic and into 2021. So for 2022, this is the first year it kind of feels like there's a little bit of weight off my shoulders. Oh, good. But we're also at a place where I have a toddler now and not a baby and I'm not necessarily learning how to be a new parent anymore. I'm, I've kind of gotten my grips on it a little bit. Every day is a new change. However, it's a fun stress. Yeah. And I think that's an important point to make. You know, when we talk about the idea of stress, immediately what pops into our heads is the negative stuff, right? right. All the deadlines that we have or all this things that we're, we're feeling anxiety about and those kinds of things. But there's, a, that, and that's what we call distress, right? But there's another kind of stress out there that, you know, think about what your life would be like if you didn't have some deadlines. Think about what your life would be like if you didn't have people who kind of depended on you. Um, you 
know, sometimes there's some good things that come from it, you know, um, mm-hmm. from being just a little bit stressed. You know, we we can, we can perform a little bit better, you know, when it's something that we um, want to make sure happens, you know, or we want to create something. And so we work really hard to be able to do that. Um, or it's a, a new mom who's really enjoying, you know, um, sitting back and watching her son grow up mm-hmm. um, and enjoying those little moments. Because I tell you, as a parent, it gets different when they get into, you know, adolescence. So. <laughs> right. right. You know, when you said, what are, would our life be like without deadlines and without that kind of stress made me think about my call. Uh, I have a colleague um, in the coaching industry and he recently retired. Mm. Um, a little ahead of schedule. So uh, he wasn't prepared and he's struggling with no deadlines and no output uh, deliverables expected. And so looking at it from the other side, the idea that your body doesn't know the difference, Mm. you know, it's going to respond bond the same way, whether like in Brianna's case with a baby, you know, a happy um, type of stress or, you know, a more negative or what you said is distress, your body responds the exact same way. Right. Right. But you feel different about it, right? Sometimes about about that stress. Uh, your body might not necessarily know the difference, but, you know, you can kind of, I, I think when, I, when I've got something I'm pretty anxious about, that's a little different, I think, in terms of um, I've got a vacation I'm planning and I got a lot of deadlines to meet that vacation. But you know what? I'm excited to do that. I'm excited to do that work and excited to get there. Um, so I think you feel maybe a little bit differently about it, even though it might be the same body is what I'm hearing. Yes. And and that's what I'm saying. Like physiologically, Mm -hmm. you have the same stress hormones released, positive or negative, and that can wear on your body because stress is cumulative. Mm -hmm. And so even if you've got, you know, four good stressors and two maybe less good uh, stressors, that's still six stressors, Mm -hmm. you know, that your body has and you're less able to cope because your response, um, you know, you might be more fatigued or you might not feel well or you might have, you know, those types of because your body's responding the same way. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I think it's interesting. We were thinking about some of the the different kinds of stressors and to just give some more general ideas, things I hadn't even considered. Right. Your toast burns in the morning. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's a stressor, especially when you're a mom trying to race out the door. All right. But at the same time, it can be a stressor when you, you know, um, go in and, and give a certain passionate kiss or a hug to your significant other. I mean, it, it's, it's a positive thing. So I think that it was really interesting to me to step back and recognize exactly what you just said and that our body doesn't know the difference. It just knows, hey, something's going on. We're entering that fight or flight um, situation. I don't really know if it's good or bad. It's up to us in our reactions to those stressors to really determine then how well can we manage it. Right. Yeah, your reactions and your resources. Right. Right. I think that's another kind of thing to think about, you know, because I think that you often feel a lot more stress when there's an imbalance between, you know, the demands that are put in front of you and the resources you have to be able to um, deal with those. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess, you know, most people might think of resources only as, you know, financial resources, but, you know, there's all kinds of resources we could think about here, you know. Um, you know, you have other people that you can count on for certain things. Right. Do you um, have a 
you know, how, how well do you handle internally your own, you know, emotional states uh, and that kind of thing. Some people are able to handle them well. They probably have a little more resource there um, mm-hmm. to be able to deal with more demands. So it's kind of, a, I think, that balance, you know, that you're looking at between um, the demands that you have in your in your resources and your reactions to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and there is such a thing as as controlled stress, you know, being able to control your stress. And that's where it kind of gives you that competitive edge. So those are the situations you mentioned earlier where it's deadline driven or uh, for me, I think of our, our job here as trainers, you know, and to me, sometimes I get a little stressed out the night before I'm supposed to train. But guess what? I feel like when I get more stressed out, I actually perform better the next day. So it gives me that kind of competitive edge and I can control it knowing that's going to happen every time I get prepped for a training. So knowing that I can now control my process kind of moving into it. Whereas a lot of times what happens is if we don't control it, we have that uncontrolled stress that it's going to wear and tear on our body. Because as Ray said, our body doesn't know the difference. So now we start seeing compromised immune systems. Now we start seeing a lot of the the physical ailments that come with too much stress. Well, and maybe um, some unhealthy behaviors Mm. used to cope Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. the stress. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'll just give a a perfect example. You know, there's you'd be like, oh, I can't wait to have a glass of wine. You know, at the end of my day, you know, it's been so stressful. And we think about that, you know, yeah, one glass of wine. But if you're really stressed and you're really getting relaxed, you might have more. You might have three glasses. If you're on that second bottle. Right? And so, you know, in moderation, one glass might be fine. But, you know, kind of again, but it didn't do anything for the stressor. Right. Mm-hmm. It's still going to be there when you right. get sober so again. So now your body is, you know, dealing with, you know, the alcohol in its system as well as the stressor. And there are other unhealthy ways, but thinking about that coping mechanism, mm-hmm. um, you know, how how is that impacting me even more and right. adding stress? Right. Because our diet. It's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. a great point. You know, our diets. Um, so tell me about for you two, where, you know, what were the sources of stress for you? You know, we're talking about those stress sores. What are what what could we look for? You know, um, what we could tell our listeners to look for for those sources of stress? I think for me, it's situational. A lot of times, when I consider, and I've I've seen it worse now as I got as I've gotten older. I call it my sensory overload. So mm-hmm. if I just have too much sound going on, um, my husband works in radio, so he's got a loud radio voice. I got a running toddler who's screaming at the top of his lungs. I have the TV on. I have you know all of those start kind of piling up. So it's a situational stressor. Or um, you know, we went to Nashville one time on family vacation, and there was a lot of people in a crowded space and. Um, it was hot and it was loud and it was bright and it was it was just <laughs> overwhelming. Was I know, overwhelming. Yeah. And so it just really uh, I, I could sense that fight or flight kicking in. And I told my husband, I was like, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. Yeah. Um, and so it's interesting to me that usually for me, one of my bigger stressors is that situational space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of those can be caused by your environment, right? Exactly. You walk into a, a training session and the, the air conditioning isn't working on a hot summer day. Oh, you know? yeah. How be... is that, Brianna? <laughs> that was lovely. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. You know, when I, I, I'm with you, it's situational or environmental. Uh, but time management is usually 
my big thing. Mm. Uh, Cause now I'm commuting 120 miles right? Um, and I'm staying in new places every time. And, you know, so thinking about how you're going to build in a four hour commute to an eight hour day or last week I had a one hour presentation and I commuted four hours. Mm, mm-hmm. And, you know, so that, that, that time management, you know, what else could I be doing if I weren't driving for four hours? And then it puts everything else behind. Yeah. You know, I also think about, you know, just um, uh, the stressors that happen to our bodies physically, you know, whether that be, like I said, too much heat, maybe, or maybe you're too cold. Um, You know, it could be, you know, I'm not feeling well, you know, or maybe I'm really overexerted myself exercising or something that causes my body a lot of stress. Um, So sometimes those, I think, can also be, you know, those sources of stressors for you all. Well, and that's, that's what I was talking about, you know, when with diet, mm-hmm. you know, if we're eating a lot of processed foods, we have a lot of salt in our diet. We drink too much caffeine. All of those release um, and react differently in our bodies and just feeding your body inappropriately mm-hmm. and, you know, on a regular basis without exercise. And we know sitting is the new smoking, right, that we have more sedentary jobs. So we're not exercising well, then, you know, that body breaks down. Mm-hmm. So not just abuse of some things, but neglect mm-hmm. in other ways. Well, and I think it goes well beyond just the physical um, part of that as well, because and this kind of leads me into one of the other stressors I'm going to mention. But I think that um, when we think about what we're feeding our minds and what we're consuming mentally, sometimes we can almost abuse ourselves that way as our body that way as well. Um, especially, I mean, heck, after what we've all been through over the last couple of years, um, there's a reason why I turn the TV off, you know. <laughs> um, and so I think we have to be very intentional about kind of reflecting on what am I what am I feeding myself, not just physically, but what am I feeding myself emotionally, mentally and spiritually? Right. And that, you know, when you think about uh, healthy relationships mm-hmm. or those that aren't healthy, um, how is that? part of that diet, if you mentioned, you know, the, the, that relational, um, component as well. Yeah. And so I think that's kind of the last last piece to this. I, f- I see where we're really, um, at least in my life, and this is something when I say that I feel like I'm finally at peace a little bit this year, it's taken a long time to get here, but I had a lot of negative thinking, I think, especially during the pandemic. A lot of us did, you know, it was unprecedented times. We didn't know what to expect. And so understanding that there's like a um, kind of a mind source of stress as well. Right. Um, and so, again, what you're consuming, but also just generally, I mean, how what is your thought pattern like? What what things do you tell yourself on a day to day basis? You know, if you do something and you goof up, do you say, oh, you're such an idiot, Brianna, you know, which I used to do. And so how do you change that kind of thinking? Well, definitely negative thought patterns are mm-hmm. probably and You know, when you think about all of these things, you know, we talked about our environment creating stress for us uh, as a stressor, our body, just our body itself, like not being well. Mm -hmm. Um, You guys know I suffer with back problems. And, you know, when you're in chronic pain, you know, you tend to not always respond in the best or most positive ways, Um, you know, even in a perfect situation. And then that mental stress um, that you're talking about so that... You never maybe know where it started. Mm-hmm. 
you know, right. was it with the burnt toast? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> or, you know, was it, you know, you just got behind and took too much time in a relaxing shower that morning? Right. As a de-stressor. And then it just kicked off the rest of your morning right. in chaos. So it's but then always going back to your mind. And and here's why, because that is the one thing you always control. Yep. Always. Mm-hmm. Always. Yep. What you are thinking. And your decisions that you make in any situation, regardless of whether you have control over that situation or not, you always have the ability to choose how you respond to it. Right. And you got to have got to use your mind to be able to do that. Yep. I thought it was really interesting, you know, as I was kind of researching for this episode, too. I wanted I was curious in 2022, what are some of the things that we are seeing um, that have caused some of this stress more more than others in the last few years? Um, and one of the top things that came up in this was now financial concerns, you know, and, and that doesn't seem surprising to me. I think in years past, we've heard that, too. But now you're seeing inflation on a lot of different products. There's just so much with it. And I, I stepped back and I considered where any, any trip you make to the grocery store. Oh my goodness. Um, $350 yesterday, Dewey. Yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy, <laughs> but is. you know, that is a big financial finances are a big concern and a big source of stress for a lot of people. And again, we kind of go back to the idea of, you know, what you, what resources you have. And some people are very stressed out of this. They don't have as much resource, right. To be able to navigate this new Mm-hmm. new, you know, economic front, if you will. So, um, yeah, doesn't surprise me that that's going to be a huge um, level of stress for a lot of folks. But I think about, you know, beyond that, I think about the pandemic mm-hmm. and, you know, how that has really uh, affected people and their level of stress. Um, I think about what's going on in the world when you hear about Russia and um, invading Ukraine, you know, and uh, how how people feel about that can really cause a lot of stress, right? Um, a lot of world events Absolutely. going on that can stress people out. The environment and, you know, think about those poor people out in Western U.S. that are constantly dealing with fires and threats of fire. Um, it, they might not have one close to them now, but next week, who knows, you know? So living in that kind of uh, environment, that'd be very, very stressful. Well, and what's interesting to me is everything that you just mentioned, and uh, yeah, OK, I know we had no news, you know, uh, we had Walter Cronkite news back in the day and all that. But I feel like everything is so elevated in our level of of seeing all of this play out with social media, with just technology in general and how it is. I'd be really curious. And if any of our listeners out there have some statistics on this or, or have, have delved into it at all, um, what is the is there a correlation between, you know, stress levels and and technology or social media and our awareness of more things now? I, I would agree. Your exposure. Yes. That's great uh, and I yep. remember uh, back in the day and Dewey will remember this because this was our former life as bankers. And I remember when they wanted to put TVs in all of the bank lobbies mm-hmm. and just run like CNN all day. Right. And just and I. I was like, why? You know, I'm standing in line at Disney World, you know, and what are they playing? They're playing cartoons. They're mm-hmm. playing happy, happy music, music. <laughs> you know, and here we are in the lobby of a bank and it's been on the stress list forever. So, you know, new new, new to the party, mm-hmm. but it's been there forever. 
And I was like, why would you do that? Why do why why wouldn't you have happy mm-hmm. when you've got somebody waiting in line? And again, just the exposure, the constant mm-hmm. exposure. You can't escape it. Now, you know, like you said, it used to be just at six o'clock, you know, and and 10 o'clock when you got your news, maybe the morning show as well um, or your newspaper. But, you know, beyond that, that's kind of how you got your news. Um, And now it's instantaneous. You know, something can happen clear on the other side of the world. And in in seconds, uh, people can learn about what's going on. So, um, yeah, it's just uh, access to information, Mm -hmm. almost overload. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, it's been uh, interesting. You mentioned you can't really not have it now, but my husband has been not having it for like four or five days. Um, He has been without a phone. Wow. (laughs) And so no Twitter, no Facebook, no Instagram, nothing. And he looked at me this morning and said, Brianna, this has actually been kind of peaceful. (laughs) No work emails. (laughs) Uh, Sorry for coworkers out there that might be listening. But yeah, I mean, you just think about it. Sometimes the pure relaxation that you get by just cutting yourself off from some of that technology. And that's that's something we've been intentional about. So thinking about this year too, um, really trying to schedule in like relaxation time. And that means phones off, TVs off, just spending time together, reading a book or working on a puzzle or going out for a walk or um, and that's been helpful. I think that's been helpful dealing with yeah. a, a lot of the stressors. Yeah. So it sounds like we've been talking a lot about, you know, some of the sources of stress and that kind of thing. But, you know, how do we handle it? You know, what can we do to what can we tell our listeners or share with our listeners about, you know, what's maybe what's worked for us or, you know, other people that you know of that might be able to help them out? You know, before we get into strategies, be- because I think this will lead us into strategies sure. is recognizing what is your source. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, what is the source stressor? What is the stressor? Because, you know, we might say, oh, you know, let's let's go meditate. Well, but if you're in the wrong environment, you know, it's just mm-hmm. giving yourself a strategy. So really recognizing what is your stressor and being very specific. You can't just say, well, work, work stresses me out. I mean, that's a very big, what about work? Mm -hmm. You know, it, what is it? Is it your boss and unreasonable deadlines? I mean, if you can be very specific, then that gives you more opportunity to be targeted Mm -hmm. with your um, strategy, Right. right? Right. With your stress reduction strategy. So I would say that just generally, before we launch into all of these great ideas about how to uh, minimize your stress. Well, I think that's a good point because it is depending on where where that source of stress is coming from will then dictate what strategy you will move forward with, what it will look like even. So if you're thinking about things, you know, where it's in that situational, obviously that is literally moving to a different environment. But if you're thinking about things that are maybe more um, body sources of stress, that abuse of the body, I mean, it's going to look different. So, I mean, yeah. And one can cause the other. Exactly. You know, when I'm down in the back, I mean, I'm grouchy. I'm short. I don't exercise because I don't feel good. You know, so one can cause many others. Mm -hmm. Um, So you've got to go to the source. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What is it for you, Dewey? 
Well, I agree. I think you, first of all, have to, you know, how you define the problem is going to determine your solution. So I think it is important to think very carefully about what the source of it is. Um, and then I would really probably think about what strategy then would, would help alleviate some of that. But when you're thinking about those strategies, I would probably suggest that regardless that it's, a, you know, one of three things. You, you know, Is there things that you can avoid, right? So in that environment that you don't like so much, you know, or can you, uh, can you avoid it? Can you work from home? Uh, can you look for a different job in a different environment? You know, I used to work um, at a place that just was, it was a nasty place to go into every day. It, you know, it stunk. It was um, not fun to be there and I didn't want to be there. So I'd look for another job and boom, that I was a happier person after it, right? Well, and you can avoid people. You can avoid people. You, <laughs> you, can, know, avoid, you can avoid the news. Right, mm -hmm. right. And so, you know, there's lots of things that you can do, I think, to avoid certain stressors in your life. And um, I, I just want to remind people that we are creatures of habit sometimes. And so just saying to avoid things, you know, it might be easy to say, but it's sometimes a little diffi more difficult mm -hmm. to do. So, but you have to kind of think through that. Um, another one that you might think about is, you know, let's face it, in this life, there are always going to be certain things that are going to stress us out, always. And we're probably not going to be able to do much about it. Right. I don't have control over what my boss delegates to me. I, the only control I have is whether or not I continue to work for them. Right. But I don't have control of what that person is delegating to me. So, um, you know, sometimes I just need to accept it. I just need to accept it, do what I need to do, and then just move on. Um, but I will say that the longer you put off any unpleasant tasks, it doesn't mean they get any more pleasant, <laughs> right? right? So the sooner you can you can get that done, you know, then you can cross it off your list and kind of move on a little bit. But some things I think you just have to accept. Well, and I think that there there's a level of um, fortitude and resiliency of grit that comes with understanding that, you and know, persistence. And, yeah, yeah. And so when I think about that, and I remember feeling stressed out as a new mom, I had to recognize like, this ain't changing. Right. <laughs> I'm going to be a mom like that. I am a mom. And, and so understanding and just recognizing how will I now take care of myself? What strategies will I use? And so I mentioned I regularly put in relaxation time at some point throughout every couple of weeks, you know, and my husband and I frequently have discussions on what will that look like, that self-care, because it is important to be able to accept it and to recognize it's not going away, but we can certainly um, build up our, our resiliency mm -hmm. through that stress. Well, and I think in that same line, this idea of acceptance, sometimes comes the idea of forgiveness. Mm -hmm. um, and whether that's sometimes you got to forgive yourself yeah. um, first, but really thinking about those around you and who, who might you need to forgive. I think it, that's very insightful, Ray, because unfortunately, I think a lot of people look at forgiveness as letting somebody off the hook. Mm -hmm. And it's not about that. It's about you. When you forgive somebody, you're essentially saying, I'm ready to move on. I'm I'm going to put this behind me and I'm going to move on. It's not really about letting the other person off the hook. It's about getting rid, letting go yeah. of some of that yeah. stuff. And yeah. that, you know, they may never even know you're forgiving them. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not like a conversation. It's not, you know, a, a rite of passage for the other person, but as much as it is for yourself. Right, right. 
Mm-hmm. And I guess the final, you know, strategy that I would probably offer up is if you can't, if you can't avoid it, you can't necessarily accept it. Is there something you can do to alter it? You know, if we alter our our viewpoint of it, can we reframe it in our mind in some way? You know, um, I often have said in this group to this team, you know, if we can counter problems, how is this the best problem we've ever had? And once you kind of reframe it, you start thinking differently about it. I think also a lot of this is about making sure that you choose your reaction to these kind of stressors, but you got to be a little bit more intentional. I think about that. Mm-hmm. And that can come with that awareness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, if you know, going in and having a conversation with your boss is stressful, is one of those sources of stress. What can you do to mitigate? Mm-hmm. What can you do to prepare? Mm-hmm. You know, those types of things. But knowing that then gives me a, you know, am I turning in my two week notice because right. I'm going to avoid this for the rest of my days? Or am I going to alter this and, and that I'm going to have a conversation with her about deadlines or, you know, whatever that source of stress is. Right, right. Well, I guess I'm curious and I know we're, we're getting close on time here, but as I hear you say that and I consider what is the um, what would be your suggestions or your viewpoints on communicating sometimes those stressors with maybe parties that are involved in causing that stress, you know, like, is that appropriate, you know, to just to say, hey, you know, when we have the meeting in this space, it's causing me a lot of, you know, a lot of stress. Is there any way we could go have coffee and have this meeting instead or get out of, you know, the space if it's a situational kind of stressor? I mean, is that appropriate in the workplace? You know, I think it's always appropriate to ask for what you need. Mm-hmm. And I think as a, a good leader, it's should you should be asking. I think people deserve good leadership. Yeah. Asking yeah. good questions and and listening and learning from what your folks are yeah. are saying is an important yeah. thing. And yeah. I think it's always it's always appropriate to ask for what you need. I'm not telling you to do anything. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling you how to feel. I'm just saying this is what I need in this situation or you know, yeah. it's up to the other person yeah. what they do with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say, though, with that said, how you do that mm-hmm. becomes important, right? You can't go to your boss and say, you know, you you stink. And, you know, unless, you, of course, you really weren't thinking about quitting or something, right? Uh, <laughs> but, you know, you, you got to be careful about how you go about um, Absolutely. letting people know what your needs are, right? Yeah. Oh. In a professional way. Well, I am feeling less stressed just from this conversation, y'all. So, uh, but I want to thank you for your time. Any final thoughts before we wrap up? You know, I like the little quote um, from Mary Inglebright. And I don't know if anybody even remembers who that is, but she always had such little cute little drawings and and uh, stylized quotes. But, you know, that if you, if you don't like something, change it. If you can't change it, change the way you think about it. Because, again... Mm. The one thing you control is your mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like the other one, you know, that if nothing else works, then um, stress spelled backwards is desserts. <laughs> Always foods. Food. 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, we appreciate you all listening. Dewey Ray, thank you all for the great insights today. If you all have comments, questions, leave them in the episode description below, the comment section below. Um, And until next time, go be great. Thanks for listening to The Weekly Workplace.
Voice, hosted by the Missouri Training Institute. Dewey, Ray, and Brianna stand ready to connect with you and meet your training needs. Be sure to check out ways to contact them in the episode description or at mti.missouri.edu. Subscribe to the podcast to get future episodes automatically by tapping subscribe in your podcast player of choice. Hope to catch you on the next episode of The Weekly Workplace. Thank you.